Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Momentum podcast. Now, this episode's on the back of a conversation I had with someone, and it just felt like it was the right thing to do to share the value in the conversation with everyone else. I hope you enjoy. So this came from a conversation I was having with someone earlier in the week, and um, he'd said that when he'd been going out and spending more time on walks with his dogs and more time relaxing, and he's been recently, because of the, the position we've, we've been in in the past couple of years with lockdowns and things like that, he had more time to spend with himself and he'd been spending that out on hikes with his dogs, uh, spending time with his family, like I said. But something that he'd noticed was that when he's spending time, more and more time with himself and thinking about um, what's going on and just letting the wheels spin, um, what he's noticed about himself is that he's quicker to anger. And the first thing I said to him is, that's amazing. That's a good thing. And it's funny because most people will judge themselves because we are taught that anger is not necessarily appropriate to express, that being quick to anger is actually a problem. Whereas I see it completely the opposite way. Another reason that we tend to question things like anger when they come up is that we've been conditioned through our experiences, through our childhood, through being in a civilized society, not to do things. And if we've done them in the past, say for example, we've expressed anger or um, really put ourselves forward and that's been shot down and we don't receive any validation for expressing anger, then what we, uh, we as people and our nervous systems do is shut down that experience as a negative. So we're reinforcing patterns by other people reacting to us negatively um, so that we don't get validation and then we feel like that was something wrong. So it's the way it feels to our nervous system. So when we start to feel those things like anger, it often feels wrong as well as society thinking that expressing anger is a negative thing it makes it a very strange thing to come up for us. One of the reasons that I see this as a positive is because um, I think there's a continuum of inside world and outside world. So what we tend to have is how we are as a person right on this end of the spectrum and on this far end of the spectrum would be living for the outside world. What I found um, with the work that I've done with people and through um, doing this for myself is that the higher towards this end and the outside world we are on that continuum, the higher things like dissociation are where we're in certain experiences in our body and we're there, but our mind checks out because that's necessary for us to go through 
what the outside world is asking for us. What we also tend to find, or what I've found, is that the further we are towards the outside world, on that spectrum, the more we have anxiety. And the reason for that is, I believe the body has all of the answers and our nervous system knows exactly who we are and how we should feel and what we should be expressing at certain times. So to take this as a specific example, if we were to feel anger in towards someone or something in a certain situation and our body gives us the anger signal, so that's inside world, but we then check it because we know that it's likely to be um, frowned upon or to be shut down or not to be validated by the outside world and we favor the outside world, what we just did is create a bigger gap between who we are and what the outside world focuses on. And when we drive towards the outside world more than the inside world, we create an anxiety gap because we're not acting on the things that our body knows and feels. So for me, a lot of what I'm trying to do when I'm working with somebody and what I do through exercise and through workouts is to prioritize that inside world. So, I mean, how would you apply that to exercise? Well, just as a short example, um, a lot of time we'll see five by five back squats um, programmed at a certain percentage. But what if on that day you've had experiences you've uh, had an argument or you've not eaten as well or you've had a hard day at work that make that percentage ha like makes it harder for you to do five at that percentage because then we've got a problem so say you get to rep three and it gets absolutely uh, excruciating to do the the next two reps but you will grind them out anyway what we're doing then is i feel like I feel awful after the first three reps, but I'm forcing the next two reps because the outside world is telling me to do it. So we're ignoring how we feel to tick a box. And that's what people do throughout their lives. And because the body street treats all stressors the same, if we train that in the gym, it actually strengthens those that capacity to stand up for ourselves and prioritize ourselves outside so my alternative approach to that would be do five sets and when that switch comes between you engaging in those reps with the right tension and you feeling good to you struggling through to get the next rep that is where we would want the weight to sit at for those five reps now some days it might be higher than what would have been prescribed on the percentages and some days it might be lower. But that's life. Some days we're better than what's prescribed and some days we haven't got what it takes to do that certain percentage. That's not who we are that day. But if we can accept where we're at that day and push from there, we get far, far better results and that spills out into our life. We don't get that gap which creates anxiety because, oh, I should be able to do that percentage today. Well, should you? Should your experiences not, and where you, and your state and how you feel not dictate what you're capable of today, 
rather than a number on a piece of paper. So you can see how that links back. So to bring it back round to the conversation I was having, we actually want to feel those things like anger. So it's the first step really in connecting to ourselves fully because we get that awareness that I've spent a lot of time in a calm, relaxed state and these feelings are starting to come up. This anger is starting to show itself. So the next step from there is, well, what do we do with that? So now that we know we're feeling angry, well, why would I be feeling angry is the next step. What is there happening in my life right now which causes frustration? or causes that anger to build up. And if we start to pay attention to that and we start to take notes, even mental notes of the things that are triggering that or causing that anger to build up, then we start to see themes in our life of what causes us to get angry. And then from there, we can start to think, well, why would that theme of particular things make me feel angry? And then the hardest step, once we start to understand more about it, is then how do we express that anger? And that's another way for me that training fits in perfectly. There are a number of ways you can express things. Um, my personal preference is getting loud in a safe environment in a gym. Um, I think that's my best way of doing it. I'm not saying that it's the only way to do it. It's just my preferred way to do it because we can create a safe environment for that expression. So just to bring this full circle and to, to break down why this is the first and biggest step for me in finding yourself, it's because we're repeatedly creating that safety within our bodies to connect to us and we're prioritizing the time with the inside world, whether we're doing it um, consciously or not, that's what exactly what we're doing. And the person that I'm, I was talking to, it was a perfect example of that. He's out in nature, which takes the peripheral vision much wider than we would when we're in a small room or looking at a screen all day. We take the peripheral vision out, which takes us to a more parasympathetic, parasympathetic calm state. Then we're likely to be nose breathing because we're calm. Again, another parasympathetic trigger. He's also with his dogs, something else which will bring him joy. Therefore, more parasympathetic. So we're decreasing that um, state in terms of, if we were to think of that as, a, as another um, sort of continuum of being between parasympathetic and sympathetic, he's taking himself way over into the parasympathetic side, which allows that um, focused attention towards self. But what he's also doing is taking action. So there's movement, which also mobilizes energy. So we've got mobilized energy in the body and we've got a calm state. So we've created safety and we're mobilizing energy. So things are going to come up and that's why movement 
Walking especially is one of the best things you can do. But movement overall is absolutely necessary for me in finding who we are. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. You could have been doing anything with that time, but you chose to listen to me. And for that, I'm really grateful. Don't forget to follow the podcast if you want to be notified of future episodes. And I'll speak to you on the next one.